Are slugs just homeless snails? What happens when you drink human tears? All of these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Life! Hey! Yo. Welcome everyone to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week we investigate a brand new paranormal tale and come to the conclusion as to whether or not it is truly paranormal. My name is Rory Powers. Uh, across from me sits Obsidian Greer. That's right, Rory. How are you doing today, Obsidian? I'm doing great, Rory. Glad to be here. Changing up the voice as well. Them. Oh, I've always talked like this, Rory. A manly, authoritative voice. Uh, actually, and there'll be less of you talking over me this week. I've actually got a clip here from an old uh, episode. What? Of your voice, so... No, no, no. We don't need to hear that. It's gonna hit play on No, this. no. I'm Kit. I'm a little boy. <laughs> wow. Good thing I'm not called Kit anymore. Uh, I do appreciate that you have changed your tone for this episode, because I too will be changing the tone of the episode. Really? We said, you know, it's a comedy podcast. We like to um, tackle the paranormal with wit and comedy. Yeah. Um, Presented to mechanism, you. Exactly. If you will. No one wants to just be jumped by a ghost they want the ghost to tell a joke first (laughs) but there's no time for jokes in today's episode folks it's gonna be a serious one it's about goddamn time the listeners at home have had it too easy for too long they need to learn something for once yeah they need to be scared straight this isn't so much as an episode as we're just gonna break into one of y'all's houses you're gonna hear a window smash in about five seconds. This is live. <laughs> this is someone's living nightmare. You're not actually playing anything. You're just overhearing us in your closet. <laughs> wow, they've really gone crazy with the 3D audio on this one. I didn't know you could do that in a podcast. Our story today takes us to 1942, and we're in the icy wilderness of the Himalayas. Nice. A young forest guard treks through the snowy mountains on his daily patrol. These were, of course, war times, and as this region was British-owned, the constant fear that Japanese soldiers would stealthily invade plagued the minds of Uttarakhand's residents. The forest guard wandered through the hills looking for anything suspicious, but he could never have been prepared for what he discovered that day. He stopped at the peak of an icy hilltop, using the altitude to scan his surroundings. As he glanced down towards the bottom of a small valley, He noticed a large, dark patch of ice. It looked like a small lake that had frozen over, and at the edge was some sort of object sealed in the ice. The guard carefully made his way down the valley to investigate. As he approached the edge of the icy lake, the object was clear. It was a human skeleton. (gasps) The forest guard jumped back in fear. What the hell? Sealed in the ice around this skeleton were even more bones, enough that it looked like there was no way it was all from the same skeleton. Whoa. The guard turned back and ran back to camp as fast as he could. Unfortunately, not that fast, uh, it turns out, because <laughs> the lake is 16,000 feet above sea level uh, in the treacherous Himalayan mountains. He also ate right before this happened. It was really unfortunate. He's a little bloated, sure. He also injured his foot that week. It was it was very, very uh, not timely. He he was, it was like a slow grandparents walk. They shouldn't have sent him out, really. No. Not after just eating. When he got back to camp, he told his superiors what he saw. A skeleton, maybe two or three, frozen in the lake. 
Now, as I said, this was during World War II, so immediately they assumed that these were the frozen remains of a group of Japanese soldiers who had tried to secretly invade through the mountains. So, they decided to send out a group of forensic investigators to find out the cause of the death. Very smart so far. Yeah, this is very measured response. Going straight to men of science to investigate uh, skeletons. That's rather a, than wizards. It definitely like speaks to the craziness of the times, the terrifying times that people lived in. The fact that when someone came back to the village and announced what they'd just seen, they were like, yeah, it's probably that band of Japanese soldiers that got lost <laughs> a couple weeks back. Like if you have an explanation for what happened or pre-ready, like yeah. you live in pretty turbulent times. Yeah, it's it's nice that reporting this case isn't as dramatic as some of the cases we've had in the past where, mm. you know, you got to go tell a, an officer of the law that you were shanked by an alien gray. Yeah. That's a harder conversation. Whatever. Yeah, you're not going to believe this. You got to tell them we're not only not alone in the universe, but the mother <laughs> has a knife and he's on Main Street. <laughs> Whereas this situation is like, hey, this is weird. Yeah. But it's not paranormal. It's just a skeleton, maybe two or three in a lake. Yeah, which is important. And that's why I've been campaigning for the police to add those options whenever you report a crime. Is this human crime? Is this like unexplained mystery Netflix shit? Or is this actually paranormal? Skeleton crime. Because <laughs> the two tears. It's a skeleton army coming back <laughs> from the dead to murder us. Because we need to know that up front. It will save me a lot of time you on know, the phone. That just gets added to the top of the list of paperwork. You know, we yeah. can get to the bike theft later in the day. Because if I call them up, I'm so I'm so startled by the situation. All I can make out is just bones, <laughs> bones. Sorry, is that a bonus episode? <laughs> no, bones. Whereas if they knew before they picked up the phone, it's a skeleton crime. They go in with the mindset: this man is being attacked by skeletons. Yeah, it's easier for all of us, really. The only problem was, as the weather changed, the frozen lake began to melt. The guards came back to discover it wasn't just a couple skeletons. This lake was full of skeletons. It was, there was no water. There was no ice. It was I all bone. I do say lake. It's 90% it's skeletons. There were skeletons floating in the water. Skeletons washed up on the shore. Whoa. Allegedly, an examination showed there were possibly up to 800 skeletons in this lake. If I see this, I'm going to drop to my knees and pray to the skeleton god. Yeah. It's all over. In 30 yeah. seconds, I'm probably going to be one of those skeletons. Oh, it's are. <laughs> it's done. You're done. You're absolutely done. You for. are the needle in the skeleton staff. <laughs> No one's ever going to find you. It's over. Could you imagine being one of the guards that gets dragged up here? And he's like, well, well, here it is. You'd just be like, why the f*** did you bring me up here? What do you think <laughs> I can do? Cursed. <laughs> did you think I had the answer to why there's 800 skeletons in a lake? You need to talk to the guy yeah. up there. <laughs> it's above everyone's pay grade. I mean, that's a theme we see in lots of kind of, you know, movies with, um, I don't know, where the, the odds of nature are so stacked against humans. Take like Godzilla, for example. You know, the army is like fighting back against Godzilla. It's like, what's the point? Yeah. There's no hope. It doesn't do anything. I don't know why they'll try the gun once and it'll kind of bounce off them, make yeah. them a little angry and roar at you. And they're like, this is insane. Yeah. We need 200 men down on that road. It's yeah. like, it's still, they're all, they've all got guns. Yeah. It doesn't seem to hurt him. You got to start doing weird shit like 
covering him in mayonnaise. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> you need to think like crazy and go outside the box. At the same time, I do appreciate it would be hard as an army general to receive the call that Godzilla is coming to town. Mm-hmm. And they're like, General, what do we do? And he's like, F- it. There's no hope. <laughs> it's like, you're a bad general. <laughs> There's no hope. Everyone stand on. Send in our weirdest guys with the weirdest ideas. Hopefully one of them will get lucky. That's such a bad general. That shouldn't be your attitude when anything dangerous happens. Yeah. Like, oh, we just got reports that Al-Qaeda are actually moving in the Middle East. Oh, Jesus. Send in the fucking mayonnaise guy. Maybe, I don't know, a dude who has too many cats. <laughs> Why? What do you think they're going to be able to do? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, sir, the mayonnaise guy says he doesn't really want to go and he thinks we should send the regular army. It's like, well, he's pretty smart. We should probably listen to him. <laughs> we should listen to him. Uh, would you like to see a picture of the skeleton link? I didn't know we'd get to. I'm very excited to see this photo. Oh, yeah. So this is more uh, the lake when the water has pretty much... Um, it, it, it's <laughs> you not- trying to tell me there's no water? <laughs> it's a pile of bones. <laughs> there, I, can't the be- bones. <laughs> I can't believe I perfectly predicted this. Look, uh, global warming is real, folks. And this this bad boy dried up. <laughs> global warming is real, and it is being perpetrated by a skeleton army. They are evaporating the oceans. Guys, this is um this is some frosty, hard, rocky ground covered in countless human bones. Yeah, I mean it it, it is what it is. There's no lake, there's no water, there's nothing like that. Yeah. The creepiest part was that because these skeletons had, of course, been preserved in the ice, some of them still had flesh and hair on their bones. Holy moly. So they probably didn't even have any idea, any frame of reference for when they might have died. No, because obviously, you know, things can be preserved in ice for a very long time. They could have, you know, just slipped in there and decomposed last year. They could have been there for 500 years. What's even more disturbing is that out of all of these skeletons, and as I said, there's about 800 of them, not one of them was found intact. Oh, so they're all messed up. Like all separated out. Bashed about, bones Mm. everywhere. That dude's got three arms coming out his ass. This guy's got three heads taped onto a foot. Jesus, man. It's almost as if there was some kind of skeleton explosion (laughs) scattering skeletons for miles. Now, there were a lot of theories as to how all these skeletons ended up in the lake. A landslide, possibly. A huge ancient ritualistic sacrifice. Maybe some sort of plague. A skeleton bomb, like you mentioned uh, previously. But because of how dangerous a journey it was to get to the lake, very little research was done at the site over the years. Weirdly, not a lot of scientists want to hike the Himalayas to see the skeleton lake. I feel like if, if there's an option they might choose a different project to work on. Yeah. You know, the professor will be like, all right, we need someone to go to the Bahamas to, uh, you know, do a uh, project researching the tropical vegetation that exists only on the Golden Coast. Yeah. Uh, And we also need a small team to go hike the Himalayas to the cursed skeleton lake. Emphasis on the skeleton, less on the lake part. Uh, it's borderline a pile of bones. You might die on the way there. So uh, there's just that to think about. <laughs> You've got to hike to the top of Skeleton Mountain to reach Skeleton Lake. The mountain and the lake wouldn't exist if there weren't so many skeletons either. It's just a, a mound of skeletons leading to a, a soup of skeleton uh, remains. Like, all right, so you just got to uh, pick one of the projects out of a hat. So like two guys pick it out. 
It's they're both skeleton mountain. I knew you guys wouldn't go if you. I knew you guys wouldn't pick out of the hat if there wasn't some chance of the Golden Coast. The professor's a skeleton. <laughs> you gotta pick an option out of my skull. Like we should, we should, we should. Listen, I'd here. love to go, but I went last year. Well, it didn't work out very well for you, did it? <laughs> no, no, no. I was a skeleton beforehand. It's totally safe. No, that's <laughs> that's our <laughs> Mallorca. That is our holiday location of choice. I mean, we already know that Mount Everest in the Himalayas already has a rainbow road. Rainbow road is really a trail where so many dead bodies are still there wearing their multicolored uh, snow jackets that it looks like a, a road of rainbows. Is that true? Yes. That is so grim. So we already know that they have to twist the names of things to get people to go up the mountain. Yeah. So for this thing to be called Skeleton Lake, <laughs> there's no hiding the, it. That's the spin. To be fair, it is not called uh, Skeleton Lake. It's called uh, Rupkund Lake. Rupkund is skeleton, by the way, in Indian. Well, it wasn't until 2004 until a team of scientists managed to examine the remains and whatever DNA was preserved in the ice. The bodies they examined dated back to around 850 BC. Holy smokes. DNA evidence suggested that they were a group of closely related individuals. Found in the lake was also rings, spears, leather shoes, all supporting the theory that this was possibly one large tribe. For now, it seemed like the mystery had been solved. Until... 2019! BC! <laughs> they went back in time to solve the mystery. <laughs> 2019 BF, before flesh, when skeletons <laughs> roamed the earth. <laughs> before humans were fish in the ocean, they were skeletons in the lake. <laughs> that, that was evolution. Skeletons, humans came from the lake as skeletons and basically got flesh over the years. It makes sense when you think about it, guys. So as I said, 2019 saw an international team of around two dozen archaeologists and other specialists retrieving 37 more skeletons from the lake for examination. First off, don't take skeletons from the lake. Yeah. That seems like the one thing you should not do in the skeleton lake. Add more, fine. You could probably, you could probably you know, piss in the lake for all I, they probably don't care. It's a lake full of skeletons. Do not take skeletons from the lake and bring them back to your lab or your home. Because then you have approximately 763 skeletons that want their homies back. Exactly. They are coming for you and they are walking and they are slowly climbing down Skeleton Mountain to hunt you down. I mean, you're just never going to sleep properly after you take all those skeletons, are you? You're going yeah. to be like in bed at 1am, you're like, Alright, I have to get up. I have to go to the research center. I just make sure that none of them have got up from under their little uh, medical Sheet, blanket yeah. because I just can't shake the idea that they are planning revenge. You go there, everything's fine. You're like, alright, I guess it's fine. I should probably go home. I gotta smash them. I have to smash the skeletons. I think they're gonna come to life and strangle me in my sleep. <laughs> the rest of the assistants like arrive in the morning and you're just like standing in the lab with a hammer like what what the hell happened here it was only a matter of time i'm i'm sure <laughs> one of them looked at me i'm sure of it <laughs> well they took the 37 skeletons from the lake brought them to a lab examined them all but ironically their attempt to get to the bottom of skeleton lake only made things more confusing the team of scientists discovered that yes 
the majority of the bodies did die around a thousand years ago, but not at the same time. And even weirder, tests show that a number of the deceased likely passed away as recently as the early 1800s. Holy moly, so these skeletons range from over 2,000 years apart. Yeah. Even weirder, the heritage of some of the bodies didn't make sense. It was as if they were completely geographically misplaced. Skeleton bomb is what you're saying. Skeleton bomb, my friend. This is like finding a little hobbit skeleton in Mordor. They yeah. don't belong there. It's weird. Thanks for bringing things down to my level, bud. <laughs> now, what if I told you it got even weirder? Okay, I'm listening. Examination of the bodies revealed that a lot of them all died the same way. Blow to the head with a blunt object. <laughs> where where, where the f*** is this? Is this in like Genghis Khan's like backyard or like what? This is so bizarre. It's it's the weird. It's one two of the weirdest th- stories. Two thousand <laughs> years, eight hundred skeletons, all with a blow to the head in the Himalayan wilderness as well. Not like ne- near a civilization. <laughs> These yeah. skeletons are all in a lake in the in the middle of nowhere. I just love to think of the archaeologists involved in this, some junior archaeologists. And, you know, whenever they were at university and their family and friends were like, Keith, look, I know you're obsessed with Indiana Jones. I know you love dinosaurs. I know you think like archaeology, it's going to be all like cracking whips and solving mysteries. It's really boring. There's not a lot to it. It's just a lot of like dusting off bits of dirt. This is like two guys walking in the Himalayan mountains, like a mentor talking to the the new guy. Really? We, like, we don't think anything is going to be here. Uh, but anyway, just run this go. Oh my God! <laughs> 800 skeletons frozen in ice! <laughs> oh! I'm turning into one! He looks down, his flesh is melting from his bones. Keith, run! Tell the university! Solve the mystery! Make sure my story has been. I am back to my original form. <laughs> Join us, it feels amazing. <laughs> so as I said... A lot of these skeletons all died the same way. A blow to the head with a blunt object. But the dents in the skulls seem to be... (laughs) They all died the same way. Crushed to death by another skeleton. (laughs) Cause of death. Skeleton avalanche. The last skeleton to fall was the only one that just died of a heart attack. Because no one crushed him. Uh, I like that every bit of information only makes things more confusing yeah totally usually as the story goes on and more evidence piles up you sort of get a picture as to what happened next like a paragraph down i'm gonna be like one of them had a f-ing clown wig on yeah we this have is... no idea what's going on <laughs> this is like uh this is like a jigsaw puzzle where every jigsaw piece you add just makes two other pieces just evaporate like what the <laughs> I can't solve this thing, man. Yeah, it's, it's like an old jigsaw from the attic where the pieces are missing. You're trying to put like a peanut in one of the holes. And then when you do get it together, the picture's a skeleton. <laughs> so it really wasn't worth making in the first place. Each piece is a picture of a skeleton. It's like you put the final one in, you're like, it's a skeleton lake. Of course. You should have seen that coming. But the dents in the skulls seemed to not be from a weapon, but instead something rounded. Okay. To make things more confusing, these were the skeletons of not only men, but women and children. Meaning that this wasn't some sort of army that had got caught up in a battle. Right, that's a good point to make. The bodies had wounds on their heads and shoulders, as if 
all of the blows had come from directly above. Now, to try and find answers to this mystery, I googled everything. Death from above, mysterious dent in skull, can birds fall out of the sky so fast that they kill people? But the key to unraveling this great mystery may lie in an ancient Himalayan folk song. Really? That's where it was going this whole time. There was no other path that we could go down, guys. The lyrics to the song talk about Nanda Devi, an angry goddess who executes her wrath on anyone that crosses her. Many activities, whether it's a village festival or a special family event, will begin with an offering that ranges from simple stones, coins, and flowers to animals as to not piss her off. Wow. It sounds weird, but you know, very similar to uh, Christians saying grace before a meal. But that's more to give thanks rather than to not piss off God. Yeah. Like God doesn't have like his fist cocked back. He's like, if you don't thank me that for that Subway sandwich, I'm yeah. going to punch you in the back of the head. Subway Say, I'm sending you to the goddamn skeleton lake if you don't thank me for that Big Mac. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like if, if someone... Um... If someone invites you around to their house for Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving dinner, you know, you're kind of expected to bring something, right? Except this is where the host or the cook has their fist cocked back. And if you didn't bring any mac and cheese or any Christmas dessert, you're going to the skeleton will lake, turn you baby. into a skeleton again. Well, in one song, the lyrics describe this goddess as being so furious at a group of outsiders who defiled her mountain sanctuary that she rained death upon them by flinging hailstones hard as iron from above. Ooh. Could this skeleton pile be the remains of travelers who upset the goddess? They are circular. Yes. I think... From above. uh, Hail has been known to kill people occasionally, right? I've seen some videos, but now that I think about it, they might have been from The Day After Tomorrow, the popular... (laughs) apocalyptic movie right but i'm pretty sure there are videos where it's like hailstones are like taking out car windshields the day after tomorrow is as good to me as an ancient himalayan song that's like the ancient himalayan song for white people yeah the day after tomorrow culture isn't that old no or good <laughs> so yeah that so we can really sense. toss out all our old culture and get just stuff with Jake Gyllenhaal in there. Yeah, running away from the wind and the cold. It doesn't necessarily explain the mysteries surrounding the skeleton lake. Some scientists said, look, anytime you find a huge pile of skeletons lying around in the middle of nowhere, it's usually a graveyard. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of popular scientific explanation, even though that doesn't answer all the questions. And while yes, it does make almost zero sense, why a graveyard this large would be 16,000 feet above sea level. There have been a lot of graveyards uncovered in very strange places throughout history. Is that so? So I did a little searching on the internet. Uh, I ended up on listverse.com. Classic. They had a great article that was 10 ancient mass graves that were only recently found. Uh, And I found some good ones from them and a couple other sites. So starting off, while constructing a relief road For the 2012 London Olympics in 2009, construction workers found an ancient mass grave in England. At first, there were questions about who the deceased were and how they got there. However, after their teeth were examined, 
It was discovered the skeletons were not of ancient Britons and Saxons, but instead they were Scandinavian Vikings, thought to Yo. have been killed and buried between 910 and 1030 AD. Damn, that's wild. A thousand year old, over a thousand year old skeletons. They're going to be, London. I think, like Viking skeletons along with maybe pirate skeletons. Probably some of the coolest skeletons you can find yeah wow because they're gonna have like golden teeth and weird little jewels and a big sword you know i i mean i shouldn't be surprised by any of these stories of uh secret mass graves because to be fair um in work recently on our company slack channel someone linked a bbc article that they were like hey by the way they uncovered uh a skeleton lake across the road from the office i think it was like fifty thousand what bodies or something like that they un- uncovered a lot of bodies, a lot of ancient bodies. By your office? Yeah, in London. <laughs> Wondering the office is looking really shifty. Well, that's so weird. Why would it even? Why would they even bury them here? Wouldn't that be weird if the guy that worked not not that he does work here, but if he did work here hypothetically, he's like really sweating now, <laughs> dusting off his dirty hands. Like, it'd be so weird if it, why would he, why would he do it so cl- he like, or well, she why would they do it so close? Yeah, to the I mean it, it is weird, but uh, you know these guys are pretty ancient, actually hundreds of years old. So of course, it's, it's old old news. He really. or she or whoever whoever would have ha- would have had to have done that would would have had to have been borderline immortal. I mean, we don't think that it was like one person really, because you would have to live an incredibly long time to to kill that many people. Uh, yeah, so it's probably a graveyard or something. The likelihood that like one one guy or woman or child or man or man. Uh, who just you know worked in a London office two thousand years ago, drank blood from a monkey skull, yeah, I mean, there and became immortal. That would be that would ago. be crazy if that if that were to happen, and that he would and that he would he would that he would be alive today and burying bodies. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I'm just gonna take a call real quick. What's that? Okay. They found a business card oh, in the no. pit. They found a business card in the pit where the bodies were. Oh, where the thousands and thousands of bodies were. Can you make out the name on it? I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work from home today. Actually, I think. Really, uh, Jessica, could you forward Brent, my? It's a Brent. Could you forward? You could forward oh, my... There's lots of Brents in the world. I wonder what the last name is. Can you make that out? Everyone, I think I'm actually. I'm gonna uh, go on leave for a little while, permanently. It's been great working <laughs> here. I think. Uh, I think it's actually time for old Brent to. Well, you you know my name actually. What was that? Do you overhear my phone call? <laughs> All the tools I'm throwing into my bags are just like a shovel. A knife, an ancient tablet, <laughs> an ancient monkey fist. <laughs> Imagine you had that much power and you still worked in an office in London. <laughs> been alive for two thousand years, and all you did was just kill and hide the bodies across the road. <laughs> Man, if I was alive for two thousand years and killed thousands of people, I'd be angry if I still had a LinkedIn account. Grave number two. While digging the foundation for a new museum on the small island of Lazaretto, a grave containing 1,500 corpses were found. The bodies gave a clear picture about one of the scariest events to sweep across Europe. The Black Plague. I wanted to include this one because this is really, really cool and kind of disturbing. Uh, During the 15th and 16th century, this place served as Europe's first quarantine colony for those infected. Oh, wow. In 1485, in an effort to end the rapid infection of the population, officials put the infected on a boat, basically, and sent them to this small island. Since the bodies were also known to cause the plague to spread, they were burned on the island rather than transported back to the city. Good lord. So it just became this 
creepy death plague island. Yeah. Really, really disturbing. And finally, this is probably uh, my favorite of all the stories that we're going to talk about this evening, about an ancient grave that was discovered recently in 2016. Cylon was a celebrity athlete who won the double foot race in the Olympics during the 7th century BC. I'm sorry, the double foot race implies the existence of the single foot race? I'm not sure what that means. (laughs) Okay. To run using both feet? He was the Kobe of uh, (laughs) the 7th century BC. Seizing upon his celebrity status, he gathered a group of his followers and tried to take the Acropolis. <laughs> Remind me what the Acropolis was? Is that the city? Uh, yeah. Okay. He's basically trying to overthrow the government. He got so but- hyped on his win that he was like, they're like, <laughs> the winner is Cylon. The crowd's cheering. He's like, holy, oh my, let's f- take down the government. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there any sports team that could uh, touch that today? Do you think like, the Lakers winning the NBA Finals could do it. Yeah, I think it weirdly has to be an Olympic athlete. Okay, like one guy? Yeah. Okay. Like if Michael Phelps just one day swam so good and everyone was just like, this is mind-blowing. He's a god. Like, we yeah, should worship him. And he's okay. like, we should, we should. Every like- city should have a pool. <laughs> How did it feel out like there winning the uh, the Olympic gold for the United States? <laughs> president. What? I'm the president now. <laughs> He snaps the interviewer's neck. <laughs> Humans, we must go back to the sea. We were meant for the sea. <laughs> Whole crowd cheering. Everyone jumping into the pool like the end of a party. Uh, they failed, of course. And while Cylon and his core group managed to escape, the remainder of his followers were all caught, rounded up, and killed. Oh, jeez. Obviously. That's impressive honestly that he escaped although they should have seen it coming him being the champion foot racer (laughs) at the start he just kind of took off and one guard was like after him and then the chief was like there's no point we'll never catch him (laughs) send the mayonnaise guy (laughs) let him might be able to do something in april 2016 what is believed to be the graves of his followers were found uh 85 men 36 uh were bound and shackled That's when you know you made a boo-boo, folks, is whenever there's a mass grave named after your mistake. (laughs) And you have to use your Olympic ability to flee (laughs) your hometown. Especially, yeah, if you were like a hero to these people, you were like borderline a god, and you have to kind of run away, uh, you know, get an old cloak with a hood, move to a new town. (laughs) And people are like, hey, aren't you that guy Cylon who's really good at running? You're like, oh, no, no, no. I, I can barely run at all. run in my life. Look at me go. And you're doing like a little jog. You're like, is this, is this right? I don't even know how, how good he it is. He can only do it so fast. They're like, it's pretty good. It's <laughs> oh, pretty fast. Sorry. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Uh, I'd like to think that uh, nothing we do will lead to mass graves. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. We do crossed. have a lot of followers. That's true. But, and we do make a lot of bad mistakes. But, yeah, fingers crossed. There was no kind of, you kind of, you were like, we have a lot of followers and we do make a lot of mistakes. So I guess, so I guess arguably we do have all the recipe, the recipe, the ingredients are there for a catastrophe like that. But, uh, you know, here's hoping. Here's hoping, here's hoping what? Well, you know, whatever that doesn't happen or whatever. That there isn't yeah, like well, a mass grave in yeah, a thousand years, of you know, of, of all our followers. Just the way you're. I just don't know. There's that much we can do to stop it. If it's if it's gonna happen, it might just 
is gonna happen. I mean, we you could know? we could try. We could sure as hell. Try, you could say you know <sighs> sounds like work. You know what I mean? Just like putting stuff in place to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, it's more. I, I think the things in place. Given that we could so easily escape because we got the the helicopter pad ready to go in case anything kicks off. You went through with the helicopter pad. Oh yeah, that was a lot of our Patreon money. By the way, was installing the helicopter. Yeah, it was pad. actually. I had to get Patreon to front us for a couple of years to get the helicopter pad. But I really think, given what's around the corner. It's going to be okay, well, now you're, you're you're talking like it's inevitable. And I asked yeah. you when you started work on the pad, I was like, this is fine, but you just got to promise me this isn't to escape. I um, said, yeah, it's just for like tours around the commune, like helicopter little tourist tours. That's what you said at the time, but yeah, now it seems like you're telling implying... the commune members, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you got to... You got to have a front. But you're also telling them to rise up and take over the government, yeah. which is... Um, Foolhardy and wrong. Very wrong. Um, and you've promised but them. But there's a minute chance they might succeed. And to risk their lives for that minute chance, that's worth it, in my opinion. You've also promised them, if anything goes south, that they are guaranteed a spot in the helicopter. Yeah. You realize there's almost 20,000 of them. Well, I've uh, promised them all individually that and said, you're so special. I'm, I'm willing to, to offer you the spot. Honestly, Rory's kind of 50-50 whether he even gets a spot. But between me and you... You're on there. Just keep it to yourself, though. Don't tell anyone else. I did that 20,000 times over. This is so much work. Yeah. For the I, slight I possibility guess, that they will overthrow the I government. I guess when you put it like that, yeah. You know we're on the podcast right now, right? There's a mic in front of your mouth. What? This is going out. Turn this f***ing shit off. <laughs> <laughs> the sounds of a helicopter escaping into the distance. <laughs> and crashing immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I should have learned to fly this thing. You put so much work into structuring this government takeover. You didn't learn to fly the helicopter once. It takes off, gets two feet off the ground, and goes straight into a rock. Just like one of those like videos of a of someone flying a drone for the first time. It gets one foot and then goes eighty miles per hour into the nearest wall. <laughs> I like the idea that you're just walking through uh, the paranormal commune. You just overhear two of the members speaking, just being like, oh man, my, my breath really smells. Have you got a mint? And you're like, government, it's it's begun. Straight into the helicopter, <laughs> straight off a cliff. It's like, he's so just jumpy. Sh- shooting wildly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There can only be one. You shoot your own propeller. <laughs> Hit the fuel tank. This is 20,000 people just watching you go down over the horizon. Like, he was so weird. <laughs> explosion on the horizon. You walk out, you're like, what did I miss? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. <laughs> Look, the other thing that we could talk about, which we won't in this podcast, is a lot of people dying up in the Himalayas. Is this possibly the work of the Yeti, the abominable snowman? Mm. I didn't see Link strong enough for us to have any sort of focus on him for the episode. Because I think, I don't think we've done one on the Yeti before. Right, not the abominable snowman. I know haven't you done it yet. So, <laughs> so we, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steer away from that. Because I also don't think it has anything to do with the skeleton lake. Unless he is like... Yeah, unless he was famous for his ability to massacre thousands of people. <laughs> Uh, with a single downward bonk with his large yeti yeah. fist with a kettlebell because it was apparently <laughs> yeah, rounded. something round uh yeah if he was famous for that maybe but given he has claws and things and teeth i think we're all right that's a that's a different episode maybe a christmas episode we'll get like some jingle bells nice. in the background about a little creepy creepy vibe to it but that basically uh ends the this investigation today into the skeleton lake hidden away in the Himalayas. Bit of a different one. I like yeah. that a lot. You know, it, it it does have a paranormal explanation uh, mm -hmm. that comes in the form of the ancient Himalayan folk song uh, about the, the vengeful goddess. But really at its core, it's more of just a strange mystery that uh, was so interesting that I just had to talk about it on the podcast. Totally. And it it's actually... You can totally see where even the the legend of the god comes from because... In any other time in history, if you came across that mystery, you would try to solve it in some paranormal way. You'd be like, come on, 800 bodies or thousands of bodies. Like, this has to be a god. It can't be one thing. It can't be hail. Yeah. It can't be weather. It can't be even the Yeti. Yeah, yeah. I it's got to be a god or a demon or something. Something that can that can span that many years, a thousand years, to have skeletons turning up in this lake. So strange. Um, well, Kit, we don't need to dance around it. I prevent, presented you with uh, a lot of evidence for and against this lake being paranormal. What are you coming down on? Listen, Rory, no one wants to believe in a skeleton lake more than me. You know, what isn't, what's greater than the idea of a, a, an army of skeletons being laid to rest in one creepy location and some paranormal explanation for why they're there? Yeah. You know, it's like the skeleton army from Lord of the Rings or something. It's inherently dope yeah. and badass. I guess maybe the problem I have is that one of our paranormal explanations is told through history in this Himalayan folk song. But actually, the method contained in that folk song for how these people died was hail, wasn't it? I can see where you're going with this. So it seems hard to ignore that it could be 
that ancient peoples tried to understand what happened through paranormal means, but they were actually describing a natural phenomenon. It's like tales of the great flood. It's like, okay, maybe God caused the great flood or the earth might have flooded on its own. Right. And that's what got passed on through the ages. And similarly here, it's kind of easy to believe that weather could have done this across a thousand years. But was that caused by an angry god? It's, I'm not sure we have the evidence for that. It's really weird to have the paranormal reason still so closely linked to just something that can happen in the real world. Yeah. It's like someone telling a story about a Bigfoot sighting where Bigfoot killed a guy, but he just pulled out a Glock <laughs> and shot him in the woods. It's like, okay, well, yeah. yeah, they found a body and it had a bullet in it because someone got shot in the woods. Not necessarily because Bigfoot did it. <laughs> These people possibly died because hail the size of American footballs started raining down and battering them. That could have been a, just a geological storm, not necessarily the wrath of a goddess. Totally. But as the investigator in this one, what are you thinking? Dude, I have no idea. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Allow me to be frank. It's all about the Benjamins here, folks. And this one just throws so many turns and spins you feel like you've been in a tornado after investigating it. We've got all these people from all of these places in the world. That already doesn't make sense. Men, women, and children. So it's not even expedition. They didn't really have any weapons in the lake. So it wasn't an army. And it was over the span of like a thousand years, all with similar injuries. The only thing that makes a slight bit of sense is quite possibly the scientific explanation which was that this was some sort of graveyard. The reasoning behind why these skeletons, I guess they were bodies at the time, were dumped in this <laughs> no, lake. No, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> the reason they were dumped, brought up here and dumped in this lake has been lost. Nobody knows why. Maybe some of the, um, the skeletons that were there from more recent times, maybe they were travelers. Maybe they were people who had come up in the Himalayas and gotten lost or fallen down into the lake but aside from that i i cannot i can't think of any explanation but i also don't have a reason to think it's paranormal yeah which is kind of a weird one to be in it's like i don't have the answers but i don't think it's paranormal i think you're right i mean this is like you said just falling into a camp of like more unexplained mystery than clear-cut paranormal case yeah uh so i think this week unfortunately it's going to be a double no that's into... right sadly in the absence of evidence we can't just <laughs> round up to a yes it's got to be a no we're we're in a no drought folks like the skeleton <sighs> lake itself it's dried up the yes lake is dried up um i'm gonna try i'm gonna try and amend that i wanted to cover this one because i thought it was a very cool story but um yeah i don't think we necessarily thought it was leading towards a double yes in terms of uh whether or not it's paranormal yeah i but, don't know how many people we blindsided with that conclusion. <laughs> imagine what? so a double yes right skeletons and a lake obviously <laughs> so this week it's going to be a double no but thank you for listening to this week's episode of this paranormal life we're all skeletons whether you like it or not inside you is a skeleton inside me is a skeleton and if you go on to patreon.com you can get x-ray specs and you can see everyone in their true skeleton form that is on a very very high tier <laughs> uh, as you know we don't run ads on this podcast we are ad free since 2003 <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's when the idea was first conceived it took us a while to get going on the i was pod. 12 years old <laughs> um so one of the best ways you can support the podcast even if you don't have any cash is just by going on your podcast app 
and leaving us a nice review. It's a free way to help the podcast. Uh, helps it spread, helps it grow. We can get more people in the paranormal commune so when we do overthrow the government, we got a couple of foot soldiers ready to charge on the front line. We really think it's going to work. Don't listen to all that stuff you heard earlier. It's going to work, guys. It's going to work. It's going to work. And if you do feel like supporting the show even further, then we know the perfect place you can do it. A little website called patreon.com. <laughs> If you go on that site, you can check it out. We've got tiers and rewards where from the smallest amount of donations, you can get access to a huge catalog of Patreon bonus episodes. When you blast through this paranormal life and like the skeleton lake, the episodes have dried up and you're all out and you want another another juicy drip of the paranormal, we have over, I think now, 30 bonus episodes that uh, as soon as you join the the bonus tier, you get access to all of them. You can listen to them right now, along with t-shirts as well and a bunch of other cool rewards. So check it out over on patreon.com. All of the links for what I have mentioned will be in the podcast description in your app, if I remember to add them into the podcast description this time. And as always, if you do support us on Patreon, we like to end the episode by giving you a little special spooky shout out. Thank you to Damien Walker. Damien White Walker is a bit of a skeleton himself. Ooh. Kind of an undead army kind of kind of guy. What do you mean kind of guy? Is, is he or is he not a well, skeleton? He, lives, he's, he mostly lives like me and you in this world. Listen to podcasts, you know, walking around, you know, getting um, pizza delivered once a week. All but uh, he is in a army of the undead. Okay. So that's not like us, really. He's, like he is a White bit. Walker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, hey, glad you're enjoying the show. Thank you to Adam Pellington. Adam Pellington, mayor of Wellington. Uh, yeah, Adam, crazy story. He basically, he won silver in the shot put in the Commonwealth Games held in Wellington that year. Wow. And as they were giving the gold medalist their medal, he said, F- it, we overthrow <laughs> Wellington tonight, my friends. No one followed. Everyone was cheering the gold medalist. No one was even looking at the silver medalist. Of course, yeah. You got to at least win gold if you're going to overthrow the government. But the mayor was at the games that night. And so no one was in the office when Adam swung in and uh, took control. So it kind of worked. Well done, Adam. Thank you to Joseph Darby. Joseph is bigger than massive. He's mosive. He's enormous. He's mosive. He's absolutely mosive. That's crazy, man. It's been that way since birth. He started off the size of a truck. (laughs) At birth? At birth. And ended up the size of a slightly bigger truck. Okay, so mostly truck truck size. size. Which is still pretty impressive. It is. So it was was good to begin with and it's good now. He's absolutely massive. Thank you to Emily Evans. Emily has a pretty big family. Oh, that's large nice. Family, about 800 skeletons oh. all in the bottom of a lake, my friend. Could I venture to guess? Mm-hmm. Family might you won't even also be, able to guess. be a skeleton. Oh, okay, it turns out you could guess. I didn't think you were going to get that. But yes, she, she, she is okay. a skeleton. Thank you to Adam Taylor. Adam Taylor, the paranormal sailor. Only investigator brave enough to face the icy waters of the skeleton lake. Oh, holy yeah. smokes. People told him, it's like, you just learn how to sail you should probably start on like 
calm waters or a river and he yeah. was like no he dragged his boat 16,000 feet up the himalayan mountains that thing was heavy as hell holy moly if you weren't a skeleton by the time you started that journey <laughs> probably by the time you get up 16,000 feet he didn't leave the lake that's for sure thank you to heather the meme heather is pretty good at predicting the weather and her current prediction is 90% chance of giant hail balls oh boy. raining down from above. That's right. Someone upset the icy goddess once again. Is this like here? It's here. Holy. We need to go into a bunker. Jesus. These things are going to be this. They're going to be absolutely massive, the size of trucks. <laughs> Thank you also to Scott Perry. Also nicknamed Scott Perry Mid for his money-saving schemes that he has rolled out throughout throughout the paranormal commune. Uh, I don't know if that's a money-saving scheme. It You save money, so you make money. Wait, you make money, so you save money. I'm Is not that what he told you? He said a lot of things, but he was very handsome and he charmed me. Thank you to Angie Voss. Angie Voss is an angry boss. Not the kind of person you want to miss that report deadline uh, with, you oh, know? Oh, right, yeah. Because they will, they will bring their large circular fist into your head and kill you on the spot and you know where you're ending up after that so we don't have to mention it <laughs> it's a lake <laughs> a bony lake <laughs> right sure he went without saying thank you to ladale turner watch out for the hail turner oh it's too late jesus that was gruesome Oof. our newest and uh, most recently deceased <laughs> member of the commune I hope you can enjoy bonus episodes from the lake. Thank you to Izzy. I don't know if Izzy, Izzy human, Izzy ghost, Izzy beast, but whatever Izzy is, Izzy has ears and can somehow listen to the show. So I hope, I hope they enjoy it. That's nice. Just to confirm, Izzy is a beast with no ears. Oh, damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you to Zachary Hardy. Zachary Hardy is the Paranormal Commune's night watchman, but Zachary Hardy is actually hardly on patrol. <laughs> What's he actually, he doing? He actually gets pretty sleepy at nighttime like most humans. Oh. So he clocks on about 8.30 and conks out about 9.45. Yeah. I mean, that's even early for that's someone pretty... who sleeps at night. Yeah. He doesn't even make it to like midnight or something. He's wrecked. He is right. Does he at least get up early and try and pretend to finish the shift? Oh, 100%, yeah. He'll sometimes just grab a random person off the street and be like, I arrested this person last night when I was doing my goddamn job. It's like, Zachary, we, you just woke up three minutes Zachary, ago. Zachary, we can transfer you to the day shift if you would prefer. No, I refuse. I won't be able to sleep during the day, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I'm sleeping on the job. But you don't have a job now. Like you to Selena. Selena, we should call you Skelina. Where is your flesh? Where are your eyes? Where's your heart? What's it like being a skeleton? I've thought about trans, uh, you know, transferring myself, but I, just, I want someone to do it first and tell me what it's like. Is it cold? It looks cold. Just, just let me know. Just let me know. I'm just imagining she talks back and it's just... Yeah. It's a lot of chattering or just bones. Like, What's it like being a skeleton? Okay, all right. I, I think I'm going to stay human for now, probably. <laughs> Is that good? <laughs> Thank you to Claudia Nicholson. Claudia Nicholson has found herself in a pickle, son. <laughs> she is simply drowning amid a sea of skeletons. 
trying to you know reach out for anything she could hold on to 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 not go under but there's not it's just more bones yeah bone after bone after bone Elodia think Claudia is gonna make it but I can assure you she's gone she's Gaudia <laughs> thank you to Katie Wood Katie Wood queen of the forest made entirely out of polystyrene that doesn't seem right yeah but no one's questioned it so far you know, the, polystyrene interesting yeah but it kind of looks a little bit like wood so when every time someone is like hey are you sure you're actually queen of she's goes silence and then a breeze takes her away because she's so light so she's getting well, away with it if i was made of polystyrene i wouldn't want to be queen of the polystyrene kingdom true that place sucks thank you to cgb wow it's lovely to know that a color game bo- when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89 percent off usps and ups rates and with the stamps.com mobile app you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with stamps.com sign up with code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts that's stamps.com code program boy has become animate somehow and has started connected to the internet um apparently and managed to download this paranormal life and become a patron cool to know amazing i hope all the other nintendo products get involved a switch a gamecube n64 i want them all to listen the whole family thank you to lars sticklestad lars wants to be the first man on mars is that right he has no formal education of um engineering or you know space exploration but he can jump pretty high and he thinks if he just trains and trains one day he can (laughs) jump the barrier to the nasa headquarters and steal a rocket (laughs) okay that makes a lot more sense i thought you were gonna say jump to mars what are you a dumbass no thank you to keith curtis keith curtis tell me where the shirt is i recently purchased a 32 karat gold t-shirt Mm. Uh, for the paranormal, paranormal commune I know times have been hard and I really thought if these peasants saw me in a golden shirt uh, you know it would motivate them to see that, that, that their lord is doing so well Curtis stole it and I think he tried to like Robin Hood style distribute pieces of it out to the commune so oh, everyone sure. could have a bit of the, the emperor's shirt uh, but enough of, enough of your games I'm cold and my nipples are exposed I need my golden top you don't have any other tops? I refuse to wear the clothes of the peasants, lest I be confused as one. Well, you're currently topless with showing your nipples, <laughs> so you're kind of lower than a peasant currently. Thank you to Stephanie Bryant. Stephanie Bryant, the skeleton giant. Uh, she is kind of uh, a megazord, if you will, She's of Mosif. other skeletons. <laughs> she is beyond <laughs> Mosif. <laughs> wow, it's, that's too many things going on. To be abnormally large and also a skeleton. Pretty cool to just hold on to that name Stephanie, though. Through it all. Through it all. I like that. I like that a lot. 
Thank you, lastly but not leastly, to Fred Barton. Fred, you are dead if you don't track down my golden t-shirt. All right, the weather is changing. It's getting cold and my nips could cut glass over here. I need a t-shirt. I don't think that's even going to be a warm t-shirt though. No, it's incredibly uncomfortable and not very flexible either. It's borderline a suit of armor. But the emperor wears what the emperor must wear. Okay. And I'm the emperor and I must wear gold. Can I ask what you're wearing on your bottom half? Golden three-quarter length shorts. I think you need like some, like you keep saying oh, it's so cold but you're currently topless wearing shorts they're not really shorts Metal they're shorts. two slabs of gold that i've kind of forced my way into it's very hard to pee in them okay and my pee's gold this by the bad. way because i've been drinking gold <laughs> thank you to fred and thank you to everyone that we shouted out uh very exciting that next week will be uh our halloween special for this year oh my god another year flying by um, so, so get excited for that. We'll be coming uh, back at you next Tuesday. So I hope you have a very spooky week. And until then, we'll see you later. Ciao.